God bless everybody. Hey, I think that I think that would help, huh? Good evening. This is Pastor Omar Rivera with the 915 Pastors Roundtable. And uh, welcome. I'm just going to wait till some people show up. And uh, we'll keep on uh, uh, waiting for a couple of people. You know, I know I'm on, uh, on a podcast, but I'm also recording on live Facebook Live. And so I like to get uh, some people who are uh, my regular... Uh, my regular um, participants to uh, to my Bible study to join in, um, but hey, you know what? The weather been the weather here in El Paso, Texas, has been nuts, like nuts. It has gone all the way up to 106, and today currently we are at 100 right now. Excuse me, 98 degrees Fahrenheit. But I heard that there's going to be some sun coming, uh, I mean some sun, some, uh, some rain coming soon. Sorry about that. Uh, uh, yeah, you know, uh, I noticed on uh, my title today, we're going to be talking about Ephesians chapter 1. Um, I started, uh, I love the book of Ephesians. Uh, Ephesians uh, is a book, that a letter written by Paul to Ephesus, to the church in Ephesus. And, um, you know, it's... Um, it's a it's a great uh, letter and I, I love I love it. Uh, um, I have a couple of commentaries on it. Um, of course, um, I also have a book that that I uh, that I have. It's in, uh, and I given uh, one of these to to, uh, to my sons. It's called it's called Sit, Walk, and Stand by Watchman Nee. And here here it is right here. Sit, walk, and stand by Watchman. Watchman Nee, yes, that's his name, Watchman Nee. Watchman Nee is a Chinese gentleman, uh, <clears throat> a, a, a minister in, in China. Um, Watchman Nee, um, first published in Bombay, Sit, Walk, and Stand, continues to stir the hearts of readers with its arousing message. Although through successive, successive editions, the book has been slightly expanded. All the source material dates from a single period. The spacious days of evangelicalistic witness in China just prior to the Japanese war when the author and his fellow Christians enjoyed a liberty in the service of God that is rare today. A message which expresses at once their triumph, assurance in the finished work of Christ, and their humble sense of high qualities called for in his servants as a fresh revelance to us now. When Christian work, every, when, when Christian work every, uh, everywhere is on trial, may God give us grace not only to heed its challenge, but to find ways while there is still time of applying its lessons in our sphere awesome uh, it is a it is a good it's only a little it's a small little book okay um and it's only i think it's about 65 pages 67 pages long and it's a small book watch me knee it's called sit walk and stand and uh it it, it it really he really writes about the book the whole book of ephesians in 66 67 pages and it's it's awesome it's an awesome read um, a lot of uh, Bible verses for you to refer to um, uh, he explains uh, how we uh, sit in with Christ in the heavenly places how we uh, walk with our Lord in the unity of the church and where we stand as Christians uh, around the world today and well back then when he wrote it back in in the times right before the war and so um it it is um a very good book i recommend that you if you get a chance it's on i i got it on amazon.com amazon.com and you can get it on there for it's only like about seven or eight bucks something like that so it was it was good it's a good book uh i think uh, i think you'll enjoy it okay so Awesome. Um, I have. Uh, I have uh, been. Um, I've been doing good. My health is good. I, I'm losing weight. Uh, today, today, uh, this morning when I woke up and weighed myself, I broke the 200 limit. So I'm now at 199. Uh, and uh, 
I tell you, I think that last year, November, I was at 225. 225 and it's, it's taken me some time you know but but it, uh, this past a month and a half or two months I have been really watching my eating my diet uh, so thank God especially after May 23rd when I was uh, hospitalized and uh, had a two had an artery that was over 80 percent clogged in my neck on uh, my left side of my neck and so I had a stent put in so um, I just um, wanted to uh, to let you know that I'm doing doing great. I'm I'm healing. I'm recovering. Um, it's going to take me a little bit of time, but um, but you know what? God is good, um, and I I'm glad that um, everything went well, and that nothing is um, nothing has uh, has really uh, gone south, right? Gone bad, as we say, gone south in the military. But um, you know, um, it's it's cool. I um I enjoy what I'm doing here today. And what I've been doing these past few weeks, trying to stay up with the podcast, um, things like that. So let's uh, let's get into it. Uh, we're going to get into Ephesians chapter five, um, and um, <clears throat> um, Ephesians chapter five. Uh, good evening, Cynthia. How are you? God bless you. All right, let's go to Ephesians chapter 1, excuse me, chapter 1 of Ephesians. We're going to start from the very first chapter. I'm going to go real slow, um, um, and I, I want to go slow and steady in it. I kind of, uh, the same thing like I did with the book of Romans, a, a verse by verse um, explanation. I was trying my best to explain. You know, I'm, I don't know it all. I never, never, um, I never claim to know everything about the scriptures. I always, I am studying, I'm always constantly reading, um, and I'm being straightforward and truthful with you. There's nothing, there's no hidden agenda here. I don't have anything like, oh, you know, this guy, he doesn't know what he's talking about. Hey, you know what? I don't think, well, you know, we all have like theologians and people who are students of the Bible, just like I am myself, are studying the Bible. Everyone is is should be studying the scriptures everyone should be studying the word of god this is not something that you know you just read a bible verse and then put it down the the bible is meant to be studied uh, memorized mem meditated on um we we should have a uh, it's like having a relationship it's, well, it's what it is is having a relationship with god and the only way you're going to learn about god is by studying his word amen Amen. All right. So, first introduction, like I always done before in the book of Romans. I, uh, this book is written, this letter, excuse me, is written by Paul. Uh, and he is writing to the church in Ephesus. Um, Ephesus was a principal port of commerce, commerce, right? You know, imports, exports, and things like that. Um, it was close to the, to the west coast of Asia Minor. Uh, kind of like situated where Turkey is today, okay? Uh, so in, in that general area there along the coastal shore, um, uh, Paul uh, uh, has been and uh, he has uh, he was in Ephesus and uh, and you can find that information uh, in Acts chapter 18 uh, where he went there uh, to minister uh, in around uh, 55 A.D. Uh, he ministered there for two full two full years and then when he left uh, he's writing this letter. Because uh, he's heard some things that's going on in in Ephesus with the, the Christians there. Remember, he is writing to the Christians. He's not writing to to just the Jews or just the Gentiles. Remember, we he is now writing to the church of Ephesus. Amen? Amen. Um, we want to see that uh, his purpose was to unveil the mysteries of the church as uh, no other letter has. Uh, God's, God's secret intention is revealed to form a body to, uh, to express Christ's fullness on earth. Um, and to do this by uniting one people, both Jews and Gentile, among the whole um, among whom God Himself dwells, and to equip and empower the the mature Christians in the end, so that they extend Christ's victory over evil throughout the world. Amen. So, so that's that's what it's all about. Okay, let's um let's go ahead into the into the reading of the word, okay? 
Uh, so before we do that, let's pray. Father God, we just pray right now, Father, that you get me out of the way and, and speak through me, Father God. Let the power of the Holy Spirit uh, be able to, to enlighten me, uh, put the right words in my mouth, and, and be able to, to explain your word, Father. I pray that, uh, that those who are listening to the sound of my voice or watching me on Facebook Live, uh, may they have uh, their hearts uh, ready, prepared, and their minds cleared. Then uh, they have like their Bible and their their writing material so that they can take notes. All these things we ask in your Son Jesus Christ's name, Amen. All right, so it's already um, it's it's here in the in the first chapter of Paul, and it says here chapter one verse one, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God to the saints who are in Ephesus and faithful in Christ Jesus. Okay, remember um, here he talks about, he says uh, that to the saints um, uh, is never merely a religious title in the Bible, but a declared state of being. Saints are people who are holy, holy people, people who follow Jesus Christ, holy. Okay, um, the scripture says, be holy for I am holy. That's what God says. God says, be holy for I am holy. So like if you're, if you're, man, if you're just walking around and still, um, you know, uh, uh, living a life of sin or living a lifestyle uh, that's not pleasing to God, um, you know, these are, uh, uh, these are, these are things that we need to get right with God. Remember, um. God already knows our heart. He knows our intentions. He knows uh, everything about us. And, and God wants us to have a relationship with Him that is holy. And so that's what saints is, is stands for. Saints is that holy people, so called by God because He has made them holy through His salvation. We are saved through the blood and the grace of, Jesus, of God, through the blood of Jesus Christ who died for us on the cross. And when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we accept Him into our life. Okay, and then we have a relationship with him in our life. The old things are past. Okay, now we need we need to live in the newness of Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. In verse two, it says, "Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ." Here is grace to you, right? We talked about that grace a while back in Romans, and it's you know it's it's by grace. Unmerited favor, unmerited favor. That is what grace is all about. Where we have been saved through the blood of Jesus Christ and accepted. We all we all have been accepted into the into the into the kingdom of God, and we are adopted in, as His children. Okay, so we'll, we'll get that later on in chapter three or four. Okay. But right now we're just, you know, I'm just explaining that grace means that we have unmerited favor. Amen. Amen. Uh, God bless you, uh, Giselle. Thank you for uh, joining in. Amen. Okay, so uh, it says here that um, uh, uh, in verse verse three of chapter one it says, "Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ." Who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Man, that that right there tells us that we are blessed. Amen. We are blessed and highly favored. Okay. Here begins a lengthy passage that praises God for what he has done for us in Jesus Christ. This, this complex sentence is very difficult to analyze. Paul heaped praises upon praise. One thought leading to another and then will remind him of another. This section forms a blessing in Hebrew called a baraka, frequently used in Jewish literature. literary. It is, a, it is a eulogy for God and for all the blessings He gives His people. And that's what he's trying to explain here. He's trying to explain that God blesses us and He's blessed us in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Everything is in Christ Jesus, through the blood, by the Lord, through the Holy Spirit. Because we cannot do any of it, any of it, nothing. We cannot do nothing by ourselves. Amen? Everybody got that? We can't, 
We, we can't read the scriptures and understand it by ourselves. We need the Holy Spirit. We cannot have salvation unless God gives us the grace. And we accept His Son, Jesus Christ, because Jesus said that I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So the only way to salvation, the only way to God the Father is through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And, and once we accept what He's done for us, the good news is that Jesus came for all sinners, that He died on the cross, rose again on the third day, and He ascended and now sits at the right hand of the Father. Amen? Amen. That's awesome. All right. <clears throat> we need to continue on. Uh, the Father's work of love is choosing us into holiness, sonship, acceptance, to receive and acknowledge us of His will, to participate in, the, in His heading up all things in Christ, to be inheritance, and to be His glory. The Son acts of saving us, and being ahead of all creation. Hey, let me tell you one thing, right? Uh, when we are adopted, okay, when we when we are when we adopt someone, right? Let's say we go to a foster care place and we take a child in, and then next you know, we want to adopt that child. Whether the child was abandoned or he was given up at birth, or he he or she, excuse me, he or she, uh, uh, just you know, their parents. Uh, Unfortunately, went into hard times, you know, drugs, alcohol. Sometimes they get into foster homes. And sometimes they're not able to get back their children because of the drug use or because it's court order. And sometimes family families out there uh, foster these children. And next thing you know, they seem to have a good relationship with these children and show them love. And then next thing you know, they adopt them. And when they adopt a child, they give them... Uh, their name okay so so uh, you you know uh, you, you you adopt a child and let's say that that child's name was uh, his uh, let's say he's a boy and his name was mark and his last name was Ortiz well then I adopt him into my family he now becomes uh, mark Rivera right mark Rivera because he is taking on my last name now the thing about adoption is, is that this has been done way back then in the times of Jesus Christ. Even before then, when you adopt a child, they get all the rights and privileges to your uh, your your home. Your your if you're a child living in a castle, you get everything. Okay. Now, the thing is, is different. Is that the laws are made so that if you just say had a disagreement with one of your biological children's right or your son or your daughter well you know what you can just take them out of your will and say hey you know what forget you you're on your own uh you know i, I try to to deal with you but but you, you're out of here with a child that's adopted you can't do that you just cannot take that child and kick him to the curb because he uh was no good or he uh didn't follow you know his life in a way that's pleasing to you. So if you were to die and you left an inheritance, he gets a portion of that inheritance. There's no taking him out of the equation. And that's been a written law ever since the time of the Roman Empire. And before. And before. So imagine that. So people who adopt children, they just can't just say, okay, yeah, you know, you don't get anything. No, no, you, you get something in the end. Amen? And that's what, that's what God did with us, with us Christians, us who follow Jesus Christ, see? So we're going to go here to verse 4, and verse 4 says, Just as He chose us in Him before the foundations of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before Him in love. See, He says He chose us in Him. So that means God knew us and He chose us. Right now, now, there's a lot of people who have a discrepancy with predestination. They, some people think that um, that uh, we're not predestined, but the Bible says it right here. He, Jesus, as uh, 
excuse me, in verse 4, just as he chose us in him before the foundations of the world. That means sometime before the foundations of the world, God knew that he knew your name, where and when you were going to be born, and how you were going to be called or drawn to his son, Jesus Christ. Amen. And that's how we are chosen. Amen. If we continue to read here in verse 5, okay, it says, Having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. It is God's will to have us adopted into the kingdom of God. It's God's will. It's not your will. We hear the gospel. We hear the good news. We accept the good news, and then we come to the Lord. The Lord draws us with the gospel. The Lord draws us in to the word of God, to the scriptures, to Jesus. Amen? And the Holy Spirit convicts us of that sin that we have done, uh, or acknowledge, helps us to acknowledge that we are sinners, and that we are in dire need of a Savior. And that Savior is Jesus Christ. And that's how we accept Him as our Lord and Savior. And then we go into the kingdom of God. It's just that simple. You know? But can it be simple? For for majority of people, it is. But for some people, it is very, very difficult. Remember I spoke about, back, about the wide road and the narrow gate. Right? A narrow gate, it says, and it is difficult to go through the gate. Why? Because we have to leave a lot of stuff behind. And sometimes those people who are struggling in the world cannot leave the flesh because the flesh overwhelms them. Sometimes we cannot, they, they, the, the enemy has them so wrapped up that they can't see clearly anymore. And there's people who, who will go to church and they would they would call out, Lord, Lord. And Jesus would tell them, man, I never knew you. I never knew you. That's why a lot of majority of us have to get our lives straight. It's very sad that when we, when we, um, when we see young Christian brothers and sisters who come to the Lord and they're so on fire for God and then next thing you know somehow the enemy triggers them and they fall back or they may not fall back all the way but they just don't know how to overcome the world because the world has continually overcome them and it's, a, it's a power struggle between God and evil and sometimes man is caught right in the, in the middle of it because we have to make a decision to accept the narrow road and go through the narrow gate. When we go through that narrow gate, we leave a lot behind. Sometimes we have to leave our friends and our old acquaintances, people who used to tempt you with uh, drugs and beer and liquor and things like that. Sometimes we hang around with friends that when we talk, start to talking, we start to talk like those of the world. The scripture tells us to separate yourselves from the world. Don't mingle with the world. Because we are dealing with the fleshly desires of our, excuse me, the desires of our flesh. That's what we're dealing with. And, and in Ephesians chapter 6, it tells us about how that we are in a spiritual warfare. Not a fleshly warfare, but a spiritual warfare against the principalities of darkness in this world. The demonic forces that are around our world. And it just tells us and shows us that we are weak and we need a savior. And every time temptations come, we need to cry out to the Lord Jesus. Oh, help me, Holy Spirit. Help me, Holy Spirit. Convict me. Show me a way out. You know, when I used to, when I used to uh, talk, uh, have a Bible study at the rescue mission, I would ask these uh, young guys who are in there, you know, a lot of them are recovering drug addicts and stuff like that. And, and I asked them, you know, hey, you know, when you first started shooting up heroin, did, did you have a way out? Was there an opportunity for you to walk away? 
was there was or were you handcuffed if someone had a gun to your head and you were forced to to use heroin and and all of them every single one of them said no there was a way out no there i could have left i could have turned around and walked away because there is a door of opportunity to leave and turn back there is an opportunity that Jesus is knocking at the door of your heart and he says hey son hey daughter turn away from your worldly desires turn away from your fleshly desires and come follow me now, I'm not going to sit here and says he's going to make you fishermen of, of fishers of men but he wants you to be a follower and have a relationship with God the Father as long as we continue to walk in this world we are always going to be tempted we are always going to have a spiritual warfare in our lives and we have to be able to turn off the enemy we have to be able to turn away and turn get back to where we were where is your where is your first love amen a lot of us have walked away a lot of us used to have full flaming fire on fire for God and now we just have coal we need to get rekindled we need to get alive in God and sometimes it's because we are not reading our scriptures sometimes because we're not getting up in the morning and getting into prayer because we're not we're not seeking him he seeks us God seeks us every single day but every day we find some excuse to not get into his word some excuse to not study his word to not go into prayer to not turn on the music and have praise and worship you know today i was uh, uh working in my in my yard you know uh, uh raking up some leaves that's fallen and some branches and uh cutting some grass and, and and my beautiful wife helped me out uh she she was like out there with me like a champ and and uh and i had music on i had music while i was working i was still listening to to gospel music uh and and worshiping the lord and keeping myself focused on the task at hand and every time i went to take a break i would listen to the music trying to get that couple of minutes of peace and worship amen and and that's what um uh, that's why we have to always be on guard. Always be on guard. Sorry, I just went into a little rabbit trail. But hey, check this, you know, check it out. Check yourself, okay? If you know that you're struggling in the flesh, hey, you know what? Make the change. Make the change, amen? So let's go back and review real quick. And chapter 1, verse 4 says, Just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, we were chosen. Okay? We we're chosen. Remember, God told Abraham that he would be a father of many nations. Many nations. Okay? All right? And then, uh, and uh, remember also one other thing, okay? Abraham did not become a, he was not a Hebrew. He was a he was a Persian. He he came from the other side of the Tigris and the Euphrates River, and and he just so happened to be a godly man. And God called him and moved him all the way to the other side of of the of the uh, of Judea and all the way over to the Canaan. And and then after that, uh, he had them um, uh, had him uh, to circumcise everyone that he had following him and so then that's when they became the hebrew people amen okay but before that he was just a regular persian some guy living way out there in persia okay on the other side of the east of the euphrates river okay all right known today as iraq probably in the area of today we know as baghdad or basra or something like that okay but that's where he's from, originally, originally from. Historical uh, findings, and it's in the scriptures. You can read it. Amen? So, so he chose us before the foundations of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. And this love is what God did. Right? John 3.16 For God so loved the world that he gave his only one and begotten son, 
so that he can die for you and your sins and he can take on the sins of the world and so that he can he can uh, forgive us of our sins because now God can see us through Christ Jesus's blood amen amen in verse 5 having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will according to God's will not your will not my will not your mom's will your brother's will your sister your uncle your auntie no it is God's will that he called you and chose you from the foundations before the before the foundations of the earth amen amen so amen praise God man this is this is a pretty good uh, teaching here today pretty good teaching today amen amen so let's let's move on to verse uh, and chapter 6 it says to the praise of the glory of his grace by which he made us accepted in the beloved okay we are accepted in the beloved well accepted means uh, is literally grace graced with grace in Christ as a reoccurring term designated the sphere in which our salvation is realized and the realm in which God's kingdom's purpose are fulfilled in the circle of the kings Christ's reign we are in Christ Jesus and we are in the Lord and so when he calls us we are now have his grace by which he made us accepted in the beloved we are adopted children we are adopted sons and daughters of the of most high God and how can we be sons and daughters living uh, what he tells us that we are holy right we are holy our people amen right he blessed us, blessed be the God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us in every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places huh that's what he did for us he has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places and he chose us before the foundations of the world and that we should be holy without blame before him amen and he predestined us to adoption as his sons and daughters by Jesus Christ and what he did on the cross amen I know I, I kind of sound like I'm repeating myself but you know what I really want you to get this into your heart because there's a lot of misconception miss people are miss you know this is the word is the word I'm just reading it word for word there is no no uh, other translation here I'm not putting nothing into it you know I'm using biblical scriptures to back up what I'm saying okay and, and, and that's what it says to me right here we are redeemed in Christ amen to God be the glory Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will of his God's will that's who we are in his will we can do a lots of things but we are chosen being we are predestined God's work is and not our own doing we are predestined people amen amen not only had God planned this from the beginning but he also planned it in accordance with his pleasure and will okay amen amen <clears throat> uh, let's go to our uh, verse chapter 7 okay verse chapter 7 all right it says in him we have redemption through his blood the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace okay so that you know again these are little things you need you should underline uh, underline these things okay Let, let's go back to verse 3 okay uh, first of all uh, he blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places underline that he has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places okay in verse 4 he chose us before the foundation of the world that we should be holy without blame number in verse 5 he predestined us to adoption we are predestined okay and then it says uh, and that was according to his good will and pleasure amen and then in verse 6 it says uh, 
He made us accepted into the beloved, into the brotherhood of the church, into the brotherhood of the family of God, into the brotherhood of generations and generations and generations, all the way back to the time beginning. And then here in verse 7 it says, We, we have redemption through His blood, through Jesus Christ's blood, who, forgive us of, who forgave us of our sins according to the riches of His grace. It's all about grace. There's nothing about works here. It doesn't say work and grace or grace. It says we are, are forgiven according to the riches of His grace. And what is grace? I said earlier, it is unmerited favor. There is nothing like having unmerited favor. Just like, you know, when your sons or daughters are... They're disobedient. They dis disobey. They disrespect or whatever. They don't do their chores right. You don't. You don't hold that forever. You forgive them. You move on. Okay. The next day. The next chore. Do what you gotta do. Right. You don't just ten years from now says, Hey, remember on, uh, you know, uh, June twenty fourth, twenty twenty one. You didn't do the dishes. I'm still holding that against you. God doesn't do that. God gives us unmerited favor, grace. And he forgives of us. He forgive gives. He forgives us of our sins, so that we have we have redeemed. We are redeemed. We have redemption. Okay, and we are saved by the blood of Jesus Christ. In verse eight, he made he uh, which he made to abound towards us in all wisdom and prudence. Okay, abound towards us in wisdom and prudence. Okay, and then. In uh, verse 9, having made known to us the mystery of his will. This is very important here. The mystery of his will. Paul is going to talk about the mystery of his will. What is God's mystery? What is it? What is so mysterious of God's will? Huh? Do we know? According to his good pleasure, which he purposed in himself. Okay, so Paul here is saying he has made known to us the mystery of his will. Okay, in verse 10, in that the dispensation of the fullness of the times he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth in him. So here he's saying that in Christ we are, he's gathering everyone together. This is a mystery. How do we gather people from all different nationalities and all races and all, you know, all languages and everyone to come together and be in unity with God through Jesus Christ, through the blood, the blood on the cross, Amen. So in here in verse eleven it says, "In Him also we have obtained an inheritance." being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will. In him we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will. It's his will. We have been predestined according to his purpose, to God's purpose. God had a purpose. And that purpose, we can take it all the way back to Abraham. Abraham, you're going to be a father of many nations. Can you count the stars in the sky? That's as many. Amen? That, that is many. That is a lot. That's a lot of stars. You can't count them. You'll lose count. But, God told Abraham, you will be a father of many nations. Amen? Amen. Uh, we'll continue here into uh, verse 12. It says uh, that he would first, that we who first trusted in Christ should be to the praise of his glory. We have trusted in Jesus Christ. Amen. And in him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of, of your salvation, in whom also, having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of the promise. That whole verse right there, you just need to highlight it. Highlight it or underline it. Right next to it, just put W-O-W -W, like, wow, this is an impact. This makes up, 
this this man this this should knock you off your chair it says right there in him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth what is the word of truth when Jesus was about to go to the cross Pontius Pilate asked him what is truth and truth was staring right at him in his face truth was looking right at Pontius Pilate saying I am the truth Amen Amen. The gospel of your salvation in whom also having believed you were sealed. So you heard the gospel of your salvation. You heard the good news. The good news is that Jesus came to bring the kingdom of heaven to earth. And, 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 and by believing in him and accepting him as your Lord and Savior and believing that he died on the cross for your sins and being resurrected on the third day that is the good news of salvation. That when I die, I believe in Him. I have faith in Him. And I was obedient to Him. And that when I die, I pray that I go to heaven. Amen? And, and listen, I, the way how I said it, I pray that I go to heaven. Because remember, we are all sinners. We are all sinners. And every day, we carry our cross. Every day we carry our cross, and every day we have to ask for forgiveness. I have a good a friend of mine here in El Paso. He he says, "Lord, forgive me for uh, for any of my sins in word, deed, or in thoughts that I or anything that I may have not known." Something to that effect. I, I listen to when he prays that all the time, and I says, "Man, forgive me of my sins of every word, deed, or thought, and anything that I am not aware of." I I I I don't uh, I don't steal his lines, but you know what? That that is a powerful way of saying, "Hey Lord, you know what? I am still weak. I am still human. I am still in the flesh. But you saved me. You are my Lord and Savior. You are King." You are sovereign over my life And I make you the Lord of my life That's what that's about Amen And so and so here this, ver this whole verse here On Ephesians chapter 1 verse 13 It says In him you trusted And you heard the word of truth The gospel of salvation And you believed And you were sealed by the Holy Spirit of promise Amen The Holy Spirit of promise That's how you are sealed you are sealed by the promise of God. In Job, Job chapter 2 verse 6, I think it says that he will pour out his spirit on all generations. Everyone. All generations. On your fathers and your sons and daughters will prophesy. They will give testimony of Jesus. Of where Christ took you out of. Where were you when you heard the truth? Where were you when you heard the gospel of your salvation? Where were you? What were you doing? What was your lifestyle? Reflect on that. Reflect, reflect on where, where you've been. What, what kind of mud hole were you, were you laying in when you heard the gospel news of, and, and, the, and the truth? Amen. Where were you? I tell you, you know, I, I, I was I was in some dark times when I heard. And and you know, I, I believed in God and all all that, you know, but but I I did not have a relationship with with Jesus Christ. I, I didn't have a relationship. I believed I I knew scriptures and I read the Bible and I went to church on Sunday. I, I, I checked the box. I counted myself present and accounted for. Like I say in the military formation, president and accounted for. Right? You need a present and you're accounted for if you're not there. Okay? So I, I went to church every Sunday, present and accounted for. If I wasn't there, I was somewhere. Right? But not in church and not having a relationship with Jesus Christ. And that's what he wants. For you to read his word. And you know I have this saying. Believe equals faith equals obedience. 
If you believe in Jesus Christ, which it says right here, you also trusted after you heard the word of truth. You believe, you have faith, and then you obey. You obey. You obey the word. The last verse I'm going to read here says, uh, excuse me, uh, let me reread it for you. Verse 13. In him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory. Amen. Amen. And that's, that's the promise of the scriptures. It refers to the Holy Spirit as a deposit. It's also translated as a guarantee, a pledge, an earnest. The word was used in ancient times to describe an engagement ring or a down payment. The deposit was like earnest money put down on a purchase. It was partial payment promising that the buyer would complete the transaction and pay the full amount. The deposit was binding. In the same way, God deposit of the, God's deposit of the Holy Spirit in believers lives in the first payment of all the treasures that will be theirs. And the deposit binds both parties between you and the Holy Spirit and God. Amen? Amen. We have the Spirit now, but we'll experience Him even more fully when we live with Christ forever. Okay, God will keep us, keep all His promises, guaranteeing our inheritance. Believers are to carry out God's mission on the earth with the presence of the Holy Spirit in us and demonstrate the genuineness of our faith. Proves that we are God's children and secures eternal life for us. His power works in us to transform us now. And what we experience now is taste of total change we will experience in eternity. Amen. Total change. Old man is gone. New man is here. Accept Jesus Christ after you heard the truth. And after you've heard the gospel of the Lord of salvation, and you've now been blessed with the Holy Spirit as a guarantee of your salvation. Amen? And as a guarantee of your salvation. Amen. Well, folks, that's the end of uh, my, uh, my uh, segment for tonight. Um, we're on Ephesians chapter 1. We just finished verse 14. Uh, we still have a couple of more verses to go to finish the chapter. And we'll pick it up next week uh, here on the 915 Pastors Roundtable. And we will go to talk about our spiritual wisdom. Okay, prayer of spiritual wisdom that Paul was praying be uh, for, the, the, for the Christian believers in Ephesus. Amen? Amen. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. If you have any... Uh, Prayer request, okay? Any prayer request, please text it. To, uh, put it on the, the message there on the, on Facebook. And those guys who are on podcasts, uh, I know you can't see the Facebook site, but you know what? Uh, whatever you're, you're hearing the sound of my voice and whatever you're uh, dealing with, uh, just put it on your heart right now. Let your need be known to God right now. God is a need maker. He makes needs happen. He makes it happen. He's a fixer-upper. He fixes those things that are broken. He's a repairman. He repairs relationships. He fixes souls. And He meets our needs. Amen? Amen. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our Father God, we just come before you. We thank you, Father, for all that you have done here today. Thank you for everyone who has showed up on Facebook Live, Father, and for, for those uh, who are, are putting their petitions, Father God, I pray that you to, to meet their needs, Father God, heal their relationships, heal, the, heal their bodies, Father God. Father God, fix their issues and problems that they have, Father God. Make them, so, make them whole, Father God. Father, we thank you because you predestined us, Lord, from the foundations of the world and you made us known uh, who we are in you and through Christ Jesus and thank you for the gospel and the truth of the, for our salvation thank you for the, for, the for the forgiveness of sins and our redemption Father God because of your will your will 
Father God, your love for us, as John 3.16 says, that you love the world so much, so much, that you gave your son, Jesus Christ, to die for us. He died for me, a sinner. He died for you, a sinner. And yet, while you were still sinning, Jesus died for you. And he took on your sins, past, present, and future. And Father, we just ask right now that you bless each and every single one of the person within the sound of my voice, Father God. Be with them, shine your face upon them, lift up your countenance on them, Father God, and be merciful to them and give them grace and peace. In Jesus Christ we pray, amen. Hey, thank you very much. I appreciate you uh, uh, again. Thank God for uh, coming out and, uh, and checking us out tonight. And I, I just hope that you uh, will join us again next week. Here at 7 o'clock on the 915 Pastors Roundtable. And as, a, as always, you know, it's a pleasure. Hey, I want to give thanks out to LifeGate Church, my senior pastor, George Russell. And we're at LifeGate Church, is 10555 Edgemere. I also want to give a shout out to Howard Payne University at 805 Montana Avenue in El Paso, Texas. That's where I go and study the Word. And um, also to my beautiful wife. Uh, she's not here with us today, but you know what? She's always with me uh, here in spirit and knowing that we're uh, doing our podcast and our Facebook live. Thank you for all you guys who are following me and checking in and tuning in. And those on podcast, please continue to support this podcast. Um, I, I, I like to get some more listeners. and But you know what? Even if I just have one, hey, you know what? That one is the one that needed Jesus Christ today. Amen. Amen. God bless you and keep you and be blessed. Amen. Amen.